I guess what I'm trying to say is analyze everything. Yeah. Analyze. Please do. No, for real. Talk about figuring out. We <laughs> were trying to figure out a lot. Trying to figure out so much, but I'm happy to share that I'm like now contractually employed. So I'm just <laughs> so thank you. Yes. I'm so proud of me. It's really technology that's pushing it forward. Yeah. That's making us learn things at such a faster rate that we have to continue learning. It's no longer that the bachelor degree stops and that you depend on everything that you learn from that bachelor's degree because by next week there's something else invented and there's needs to be new shifts within the company in order to pivot and for them to continue their capital. All right, after grads, we're back. We are finally back for our first episode. This feels different. Obviously, there's a lot of things that have changed. It actually feels like a production. We're no longer <laughs> You can in see DC. here, we're not in DC. No longer in DC. We definitely have switched it up. We're in a new city. Can we mm -hmm. say it now? Let's go ahead and break the ice. Okay. We're in Dallas, Dallas. Texas. Dallas, obviously, babes. your hometown. <laughs> yes. And I've been here a few times and I'm actually really enjoying my return to it the was, city. I can't lie. It's this summer was different. I don't know for you guys who are from Dallas, but coming back, I was like, wait, what is this? Mm -hmm. This summer feels different. Yeah. It was a lot more humid, thick air, but it's finally passing over and I'm mm -hmm. starting to actually recognize my hometown. Mm, you're so, talking about the weather. I don't know when you said it felt different. I'm talking different. about the weather. I thought you were talking about the way that you spent it, the things that you were getting into, but that's no, fair too. The, the weather, way that I, totally I spent understand. was pretty, pretty the same as, as I used to, okay. but for sure the atmosphere felt different and everyone was like, you know, one of the big things in Texas is like for small talk mm -hmm. is talking about the weather. Oh, okay. So that's a thing. It's really a thing. It's like, oh, how are you doing? Good. Mm -hmm. This weather, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Just beating us up. It's All this really <laughs> that way. But I was actually irritated mm -hmm. by some of the small conversations because for me, I'm like, no, this is a different type of heat. Like, mm -hmm. as in, our earth is melting. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, you literally showed me your car. You showed me some of your cars and then all sunburns. the other cars that were literally sunburns. It's normal. It'll look like it's been scratched off or scraped <laughs> off. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm from the South. I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas, right. as y'all know. But I had never seen heat damage like that to cars. And I thought you were joking. I'm like, no. wait, are you serious? I knew the heat here My was baby tough has sun and intense. But yeah, no, that's literal sunburn on cars. Mm -hmm. I just... Hadn't seen that before. We yeah. should put pictures up so that so, they can see what we're talking about. Because I was shook. I didn't and understand. And that was from summers ago, but it just seems to be continuously getting hotter and hotter. And that concerns me because I'm like, okay, if it's this hot to the extent where my skin is actually feeling pain, what about next year? But, mm -hmm. you know, maybe I'm paranoid. I'm a very conscious person when it comes to like environment and how things are changing. And I don't take that lightly. So when it's happening in small talk conversations, it kind of irritates me. But anyway, <laughs> we are in Dallas, Texas. We are back. It's finally cooling down. We're entering the fall season and yes. it feels different. It does. I mean, obviously we're in a different city. So the flow, we're trying to get back into that. It, we took time off. Yeah. Obviously we ended the first season and now we're entering season two of the Aftergrad podcast. Our anniversary is ah. coming up. We were talking about that too. Like <laughs> November 7th is the official date that we released content. That was the day we released our trailer. Mm -hmm. And that date, it's less than a month away yeah. of us recording this episode, the first episode. And that's just so exciting. That's yeah. such a huge milestone of us being consistent, showing up to the mic, learning exactly. from one another. When I was young, a year just seemed like such a long time, but now a year just seems like an hour. Ooh. And it's like literally an like an hour, like, and then wait, you have to what? sit back and reflect, like, what all did, did I, I do? do? 
But in ours, yeah, that's what I was about to say. For us, I mean, we did a lot. And especially over the summer for Mm -hmm. me. I mean, that's what today's episode is kind of going to be like. I know I've been in Dallas for about three or four weeks at this point, but this Mm -hmm. is going to be like our moment to publicly catch up Mm -hmm. and to just let you all know what we have done, what we did, some of the victories that we had, different challenges that we faced as we were in navigating our summer and then transitioning from where I was, Arkansas, and you here in Dallas to what we're up to now. I think I'm starting to get addicted to transitioning, if Mm. that's a thing. I love it. That's what Pisces are known for. Like, we come at the end of the Zodiac calendar. I know this is going to be a thing on the show. Like, why is he always talking about being a Pisces? Well, because I love my sign. But we love transitions. Anyway, please share more about the transition phase. I'm actually really becoming addicted to transitioning. I love, I think we even mentioned it in the last season, um, the idea of just popping up in a new spot and not knowing anyone and just kind of a blank so slate. Thrilling. Like maybe some people might feel daunted by that idea, but truly it's not that I want to be hidden or in the shadows or anything like that. It's just, I like experiencing a new place and also mm-hmm. saying that I've experienced a different place for myself. Yeah. I'm naturally like there's another side of me, another layer that I consider a scientist. And so mm-hmm. I can read about things. That's cool. I can see things. That's cool. But I love an experience and I like to see for it myself. And so the fact that we've been transitioning to all these different cities and traveling, it's just something I really want to be a part of my everyday life yeah. for a lifetime. Oh, for sure. So Yeah. And it was interesting too, because I was talking to one of my friends and referencing basically us with the After God podcast and mm-hmm. telling them that we were going to be in a different city. Yeah. And it was really inspiring to me when they shared that, oh my goodness, okay, I've never heard that in a podcast before. That's mm-hmm. so interesting that you guys are going to be bouncing different cities so we were in dc for season one now we're in dallas for season two and i just need that for myself because i love the energizing effect of being in a different location like you were saying and transitioning i feel like that's when i do my most growth or Mm -hmm. i have the opportunity Mm -hmm. to just meet new people like we've always said before talking to strangers going and experiencing new cultural events Mm -hmm. we haven't done that as much here in dallas but i'm sure we'll get into that we've just been busy we've and been making hustling. our transition yes and healthy hustle of course yeah. but we've honestly been hustling yes we've been having these transition moments but have we gotten a chance to like sit down and get into like the clubbing and all that stuff no honestly can i keep it real no yeah i've been no very no, withdrawn not not at all yeah and, just getting into the I employment like <laughs> that, no i i love it this is the phase this is the season that i'm personally in yeah. and i know from living with you being at your place that that's just the phase and the season that we're in right now and I love it I would have it no other way because I'm loving all of the work that I'm doing I know when the end of season one I was literally in episode 15 crying because I was like I'm just trying to figure out my freelance life no for real talk about (laughs) figuring out we were trying to figure out a lot trying to figure out so much but I'm happy to share that I'm like now contractually employed so I'm just (laughs) so thank you yes I'm so proud of me and I just am so grateful (laughs) and we're gonna dive deeper into that specific job that I'm now doing later but it's just great because I was going into summer thinking like, okay, where is this money going to come from? Because it has to come from somewhere. And was so. it a part of your plan, the place that you are in now? Because I know for a fact that the place that we're physically in currently was not a part of the plan. Like in that mm. mist, in the last week of us transitioning from DC to wherever, it was literally to wherever and where. Right. What is next? Like we were yeah. checking out a couple of other cities like California mm-hmm. and Atlanta, but it was less about the cities for us. It was more about what we could get out of the city. And yeah. we knew what we wanted, 
We wanted two bedrooms. Yeah, we wanted our own <laughs> space. Like, we already know how small that apartment was in D.C. It wasn't, no. So we wanted to level up. We wanted a place for sure to have our own place to be obviously creative yes. and to continue the podcast. Right. Um, but guess what? Guess what we were able to we find in our budget? In our budget. Very in much our so. budget. My mom's place. Thank you, mom. Thank you, Miss Gilbert. Oh, we appreciate you so dearly because that is just exactly what we asked for. No, Not really. what we wanted in the way that it's happening, but I mean, we got two bedrooms, full kitchen because you love to cook, <laughs> yeah. and it's all yep. there. The space, the creative place that we can go when we need to do our separate things yeah. or when we need to collaborate, mm -hmm. it's there. And mm -hmm. we talked numerous times on the previous season about sometimes making a shift that is different from what you might have expected initially. Yeah. And this is definitely another one of those moments that yeah. we're having to do where we're working mm -hmm. within the resources that we have. Because mm -hmm. really it is about, okay, I was talking about finding money. Yeah. Okay, being at your mom's place is a yeah. way for us to save. And as we said in the trailer too, a recession could potentially be amongst right. us very soon. So it was just like, okay, how can we get that big city moment, right. but also make sure we're not breaking the bank? Exactly. Like <laughs> when people would give me like the side eye, I'd be like, oh, I'm with my parents again. I'm like, honestly, the joke's on you. <laughs> you're trying to hold up this persona that like yeah. is it's not long-term. Yeah, Again, I mentioned this in the last season. I'm trying to go long-term, baby. Always. So always <laughs> if about that the long means game. right here, right now, being with my mom. And there's so much beauty in being with your parents as well. Yes. Oh Come my God. On, get like into before it. That you goes, came. Right. Cause over the summer. Me and my mom had to work through and my dad. We had mm -hmm. to work through some things. Yeah. And you know, I was thinking about that as well and journaling about that. That as you go into college. Yes, it's all love, heart stuff with your parents. But when you come out of college, you truly have a shift in mindset of being independent. Mm -hmm. And then you start to see your parents as human. And then right. you have to start breaking all that down, like truly like hearing their story, hearing mm -hmm. how you came into play. You hear things differently. I don't know. So I'm re-asking yeah. questions that I asked when I was younger. But now as an adult, I'm able to actually digest it and get to see them more as a person, mm. less as a mommy cause like or a dad, you know, because that's different. That's yeah. different. I get to hear, you know, the things that she wish she would have did or the things that she's currently doing and hear her new dreams and the dreams that she's still going towards. Because yeah. honestly, as a kid, it's really all about you. You're like, me, 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 me. I want right. to do this. I want to do this. But I've never, not I never, but like people or children tend to never really look onto their parents like, okay, what do you want out of life? Da, 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 da. So now we're kind of, I don't know, we're, we're leveling out. We're leveling out. And it's a beautiful moment, too, because I'm not with my mom. I was with my mom over the summer. But yeah. being able to witness you all go through your journey and then I get to Listen, project talk that. Talk about ups and downs, though. For I sure. do not want to make it seem oh, like it's Oh, and I wasn't beautiful. internalizing that. Hopefully you all weren't internalizing it like that either. But no, you were, basically, you were saying that there's a lot that you have to unpack because yeah. most relationships are not perfect. There's mm -hmm. things that you have to acknowledge and work through with one another. I can definitely think about that being at home with my mom. Mm -hmm. And then... Also, aside from the things of us working through our quote unquote traumas or whatever those might be, being able to share the work that I've been working on with her. And it's mm -hmm. funny because my mom actually in a previous life did the exact thing that I'm kind of working in right now, media, graphic design, marketing. And for me to share some of the things that we've been doing yeah. with the show and her messaging me and saying, oh my goodness, I'm so proud of you. That just lightens my heart and makes me so excited for what mm -hmm. we have in store. So leveling out. I think that's a beautiful way yeah. to put it. And growing pains as well, yeah. I think, that we've been working and through. That brings me back to the point. Um, so we leave, we come back, mm -hmm. and then we we leave again. Right. It's just now you're on to the next, and then you don't actually get to, get to know your parent. Mm -hmm. It's that part. So right. then you grow up and you're creating this life, 
the last time you saw them was when you were in the child mindset. So that that's different. So mm -hmm. I say all that to say, I really love this moment of being with my parents mm -hmm. because I'm actually getting a chance to get to know them yeah. on a different level mm -hmm. and to develop our relationship. Yeah. Um, so that when I set forth and start creating my own world and my own lifestyle and so forth, like I know them, I really know them, right. you know? Right, of course. It's like things haven't changed. I've heard some stories where like the kids leave and it's like 10 years and they get back and it's like, yeah, I know you're my child, but do I even really know right. you? Right, yeah, because you're two do separate humans. Do you know humans. me? Do you respect me? Or do you yeah. still treat me as a child because mm. you haven't gotten even to experience me as an adult? Oh, hi. Right? So like, yeah. there's, I love that. That's mm -hmm. what I, I'm, listen, That's the I'm obsessed that you're with being right with now. the parents. Wonderful. I'm for it. But yeah, but by the same token, I'm still in the moment where I'm like, I love being with the parents. Love it. They're putting a roof over our heads. But They're this is supporting temporary. Us. It is temporary, <laughs> right? We are trying to be able to make that shift. And that's, I think, what at least my parents have expressed to me whenever yeah. they're offering support. It's like, I'm here to support you. I'm here for you. Do what yeah. you need to do. Get the job done. But the goal is to eventually allow you to spread your wings and fly. That's that one. And it's a nuanced couch potato. Yeah, very much so. Very <laughs> nuanced. Just being able to appreciate the offerings yeah. that they've been giving us and the blessings and things like that but running with it right. too and sprinting and just making sure that for me i've already expressed this on the show but it's so that i can be able to give back and show you that i care immensely for everything right. that you've done right but i also love what you're saying too i'm thinking about my summer it was very basic and boring i mean i'm not even a fan generally speaking of my hometown north little rock arkansas mm -hmm. but this particular summer I invested in so much of my time and just reading and reflecting and doing a better job of trying to really internalize where I come from, both from mm -hmm. a city and geographical perspective, both from the perspective of being raised by my mother. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, just getting to know her and understand her perspective of raising me mm -hmm. and some of the choices that she made mm -hmm. when she was raising me and moving through life, et cetera. And I'm definitely at a place now where I, I see my mother as a person as another human being and I'm just so grateful like you're going through right now from living with your mom being able yeah. to see her as just a whole human yeah. right she is your mother my mom is my mom but these are people that had lives before us that and way. being able to interrogate that and understand the lineage and how that all trickles into who you are and who you're destined to be oh it's beautiful and you it can is. only do that when you have time and for me that was this summer where I really yeah. was just able to lock in I read like 10 or 12 books on right. various things. I'm a nonfiction girl. I love to get into the nonfiction yeah. books. But it was just very informative mm -hmm. summer for me. Mm -hmm. But why don't we get into like what we did yeah. over the summer? Yeah. You know, like what did you invest your time in? What were you engaging in? I mean, on a similar sense, it was books. It was books, but it was actually meditation. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get my morning and night routine down to a science because... I'm really stepping, especially in like occupation, into a realm of daily living that requires constant shift. Mm -hmm. Hey, I said I was addicted to transitioning. Yeah. Well, it's a constant pivot and change of plans in my everyday life. And so I needed some consistency and some things that just stood up for me and for, you know, my self-development. And so the morning and night, I wanted to focus on that first and that being involving meditation, reading, and stretching. And that sounds so simple and so easy, but honestly, it was so hard. And like making a conscious effort to ensure that I do it every day made me realize and made more prevalent the distractions that were around me. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you start to cut off those distractions and your day becomes more simple. Mm -hmm. And things become not mechanic, but like easy, easy. Like 
thought like thoughtless. Yeah. You don't have to think twice. You know what works for you and so forth. And so when the changes do occur, I don't know. It's it's really like I'm using a tennis term, but mm -hmm. basically when you see a ball coming, ball okay, when I was playing tennis, like rallying back and forth. Yeah, but that it looks from when you're looking from the side, it's mm -hmm. going fast, mm -hmm. right? right? But when you're in the heat of it, you have to really see it come in slow to like, of course, for the timing, right? right? And so, I don't know, I see things coming in slow now instead of mm -hmm. coming quickly and right. overwhelming me. Right, things and that's just, a consequence because of your routine. Exactly, because of the mm -hmm. meditation and so forth. I really, it's a source of medicine for me. Yeah. When I don't do it, I definitely feel a difference in my day. So yeah, a majority of my summer was spent on focusing on those things, but also making sure that I make a conscious effort to at least go out like mm -hmm. twice a week. That's smart. And going out, and I've learned from this summer that going out looks really different for right. me you get to pick compared and how that to looks a for you, lot of different beautiful. people. Yeah. And that took some peeling as well and like being real with myself and not lying to myself about what I enjoy when I quote unquote go out. Mm -hmm. And so my friends, they even have held me accountable in saying like, listen, you don't really like doing that. That's yeah. cool. That's fine. Yeah, that's but like, fine. we're going to do it. Right, but then like, it. we'll circle back. And right. so it's really a beautiful sense of myself came about in mm -hmm. the summertime for sure. And things that I like, things that I don't like, and also communicating that to others. Mm -hmm. So yeah. But then also books, right. like tapping mm -hmm. in, tapping tapping in. This was in. such an intellectual summer for me and mm -hmm. I was here for it. I've mm -hmm. read so much. For me, it was just diving into some of the industries that I hope to get in because I think we've expressed on the show, it's so important to just study greats. And so for me being a marketer, I was reading about some of the greats and one being David Ogilvy. This isn't a marketing podcast, but anyway, that was one of the books that I got mm -hmm. into. He has two very important books, Marketing Aftergrads. If you're in that industry, you should definitely tap in and know David Ogilvy. Mm -hmm. But marketing we books. in our newsletter too. That oh, was yeah. something that launched during the summertime. Casually, yeah. So subscribe to Unlearn. The title of the newsletter is Unlearn. So that's just where we talk about some of the things that we've been reading, things that you should read if you're interested in keeping up with what we're engaging with. Mm -hmm. And it's also just a way for us to stay updated with you all too, in terms yeah. of what's been happening in our lives, some of the victories and things that we did mm -hmm. over the summer, but obviously it's gonna continue forward. So it's yeah. just gonna be a and space I just where we share that. Newsletter because I don't know, for me, I mean, I knew what a newsletter was, but I didn't know like what honestly is the difference between a newsletter and then like a blog. Mm -hmm. And like as a marketing yeah. person over here, he really, it was one sentence that you mentioned that I feel like can translate a lot for other individuals who may be questioning whether or not they really need a newsletter in their life. Right, that's true. Yeah, because some people are just like, no, I'm not about to read yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's just fine. a it's a chance to like get into our thoughts and see the things that we're getting into, especially in this current season that we're in. And maybe some of it may resonate with you and maybe some of it may not. And it's not all about intellect and, you know, it's about shows, it's about memes. It's about everything. TikTok, it's anything that passes yeah. through our mind and that moves us that to moves write us. something about it. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely tap in. And I am I love the things that you've already posted and mm -hmm. some of the things that you have dove into in terms of articles and stuff, because there's so much content out there. Yeah. And so just to have a, a friend is be like a recommendation. Be like, oh, thanks, friend. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And probably everything on there that we share might not be for you, which is totally fine, right? It's meant to be this entire location where we can just share some of the thoughts mm -hmm. and ideas that we're having that have inspired us that might motivate you mm -hmm. and that's eventually other be. aftergrads as well for so. sure and we're going to yeah. feature aftergrads there's an aftergrad spotlight section which we already started on our instagram feed too yeah where we're going to translate that to the unlearn newsletter mm -hmm. so the theme around it it's titled unlearn and so really as we've always said we're all about trying to defy various societal expectations that mm -hmm. can limit us that can hold us back that aren't conducive to 
our mental well-being that don't allow us to be our authentic selves. Mm -hmm. So it's going mm -hmm. to be a space that coalesces different pieces of content that speak yeah, to that, yeah, yeah. that messaging. Because that's everything that we do mm -hmm. on this show. Because there's a lot of things that we learned in school that's kind of like muscle memory now. And we have to subscribe to really, truly kind of mm. unlearning because a lot of the things that served us maybe back then or maybe generations ago do not necessarily serve us now. And it's not us trying to say like, listen, don't go to school. I really want to make that clear too. Um, it's not to say that we're saying don't go to school, don't get educated, da 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 da, shri shra. It's more just a nod to take everything with a grain of salt mm -hmm. um, and not to necessarily just, I guess what I'm trying to say is Analyze everything. Yeah. Analyze. Please do. Everything. Even things that we're saying. Please. Even us. Interrogate us. That one. Don't take what we're saying for granted. Nothing yeah, that it's we like say. Nothing that's just given to you should yeah. be eaten. Yeah. And <laughs> everyone is different. Mm -hmm. And I could, hey, if we can continue with this metaphor of eating, I'm a picky eater. I know what works for my body. I know mm -hmm. what works for me. And so, therefore, that's what I'm going to grasp at. But it's not meant for everybody else. Right. And so, you have to know that and you have to come in with that perspective with education as well right. so and sometimes what you need for you does not come in the institutional sense right so unlearn subscribe unlearn. to unlearn please do we'll but be yeah there. we'll be releasing content there <laughs> in the near future but speaking about some of the content that we're going to feature in unlearn mm -hmm. and also reflecting on more stuff that we did this summer we were able to speak and moderate panels for interns and that was thanks to <laughs> an organization that i was affiliated with it's called aim and so it's for a, a alliance for inclusive and multicultural marketing Loved it. and they reached out and i was the person amongst the two of us mm -hmm. that spoke with the interns first. And then they were looking for another group of, or another person mm -hmm. to moderate a panel. Mm -hmm. And then I said, oh, well, I have a co-host on my podcast. Yeah. So why don't I just inform them about you? Mm -hmm. And then you were able to that was fun. moderate the panel. It was such a blast. And it was also just great to <laughs> be wanted and desired mm -hmm. and to have someone, an organization say, I really like what you're talking about. Why don't yeah. you come and speak wisdom into the people that we have over here in our organization. Yeah. But it was really cool. The organization or the event title was Safe Space for Me. And it was really just, you know, talking about how to bring your authentic self to work. And I think that those are topics that we're always trying to ingrain and champion mm -hmm. and promote. Mm -hmm. And it was also cool because some of the interns reached out to me. I don't know if any of the interns reached out to you after yeah. the moderation. Um, no, not necessarily. But I did have some conversations on there that were pretty intriguing. I just think one thing about the summer as I was speaking to different areas or groups of people and of young individuals, mm -hmm. may I be specific, um, it was different. It's it's cool to speak. I love it. But it's a new thing as I'm adulting that I'm trying to get used to is that young adults look at me as an adult and I don't even see myself as an adult yet. So that was really cool, like to go through the summer and to experience this new thing of responsibility as being an example for other younger individuals. Mm -hmm. And so um, I really appreciate it. And I hope that I can continue doing it in the future. And I really want it to be, again, a part of my like career lifestyle where um, I make an effort to go out my way to make sure I can pour into other individuals because that was so much fun. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it made me, I had a person talking about that being kind of weird and getting used to and adjusted to that. Like the other day, I had a girl come up to me and she said, miss or like ma'am or Ooh, something. And I was like, hold up. Whoa. <laughs> Slow down. Hold on. Please don't. Give me a second. <laughs> Give me a second. Because like in my brain, I'm still 18. Right. Um. So I, before when I was younger, I would go up to people and I would say ma'am or whatever. And some 
people would come to me and be like, don't call me that. Yeah. And I would be like, what is their what problem? What do you mean? I'm just trying to show you respect. What's their problem? But like when it happened to me, I was like, whoa, sis, you don't have to call me right. that. <laughs> Deja vu for real, for real. Like, oh, yeah. oh my God. Okay. I'm in yeah, that person's yeah. shoes now. But um, I, I love it. Like, honestly, it, it just means that I'm entering a space and I just want to make sure I'm worthy of that space. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's mm -hmm. why I continue to read. That's why I continue to write because I want to make sure that the things I am putting out and the things I am pouring into other individuals is something of substance and something that can propel us forward as a world and a nation. Yeah. So yeah, very fun. Mm -hmm. So much fun. And yeah. we're going to continue doing it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we're Whenever doing people it now. reach out. We're doing it right. Yeah. Literally our podcast. That's what the platform is for. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we can get into jobs now, talking about what we did over the summer and then things that are leading into what we're doing currently. Work. Yeah. Work. So yeah. that transition was shaky. And I think I expressed it before. Maybe I didn't express it enough because at the time I was like kind of insecure, honestly, in where I was. I felt like I needed to be in a job. And for so long, especially my degree. I expected to be in the corporate world and then to begin working my way up. And it wasn't looking like that at all. Um, even when the opportunity provided itself, I was still very lost because I didn't feel like all of me was in the work or all of me could be in the work. And so therefore a lot of like the potentials ended up being just tossed. Um, and it's crazy. It's like when you least expect it, that's when what you wanted or what you desired or what you didn't even know you needed um, comes to the forefront and that kind of happened again <laughs> random You're published writer ma'am come on get into it don't be shy with the details random, really random but I, I'm so so appreciative of like this opportunity to now be writing for a magazine in Italy and so we basically cover architecture and design around revolving cultures and economics which is such a niche area and it just Which says so perfectly it's for. like my signature was on it yeah. and it's like honestly if you still haven't found what you're looking for what is calling you and you maybe not even know mm -hmm. just give it time like don't jump into anything and I'm really really grateful for myself not jumping into anything because I have a tendency to do that when something's mm. not going right I'll hop into anything and then I realize I hate it I absolutely don't want to do right. anything right. for it and so for, for this to just lightly fall into my lap and I think we mentioned something like that in the last podcast in terms of don't forcing a shoe to fit I really believe in that if you're forcing a shoe to fit chop it's really a chop. And sometimes though, like it's a nice shoe. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's it really cute. nice. Right. It got a sometimes nice price tag attached. Pay, right. Sometimes that so. pay grade is right. Yeah. Sometimes their the name brand is hitting. it. Yes. But you don't want to accidentally by trying to force a shoe to fit and getting it to fit, you don't want to get there and actually end up hating the environment or right. the people or what they stand for. Right. And then having to start all over again. Like yes. that's more time. And for me, time is money. Always. It is, it's really money. And so to me, the most valuable asset that I have is time. And so the fact that I utilized my asset mm -hmm. <laughs> and I waited for the right thing to come yeah. is just honestly a beautiful thing. So I really hope that that storyline and me being vulnerable in that sense has, you know, maybe can touch someone, but also in a sense, it's something it was unexpected and right. it was something I never saw myself doing. Right. Because I sent it to you, actually. Now that I'm remembering about how it came to the forefront, I saw it on LinkedIn and I was like, hmm. It was a light. Okay, Victoria yeah. would love this. She needs this. And boom, boom, pow. That's mm -hmm. how you Emailed immediately. That. And yeah. then they got back and they said, let's get it. Let's start. Let's do and it. yeah. And shout out to the friends, too, that just know that something is meant for somebody else. And then mm. you just send it to them because- That takes that maturity. Can, that takes maturity. That takes maturity. And oh, I just appreciate those friends that just have that eye that be looking out that are like, okay, you, boom, friend. just send that. Thank you. Huh? I know, like, I was just giving a moment to oh, say, yeah. honestly, thank you. Yes. Like, 
really that takes a level of maturity to look at something and that something seems so glittery and beautiful yeah. and to see it honestly being really great for someone else is that's so I really appreciate you. That's my that. bread and butter. I love doing that for friends. I'm like, this is so meant for you. I need you to apply. Oh my god! If you don't, I'm gonna send it to someone else because like it needs to be applied. By you gotta one of my have friends. one. You yeah. you have to get yourself mm -hmm. one. If you don't, like oof, be that one. Be, so be, like be that one right? or find you one. Whatever exactly. that looks like. Exactly. For you mm -hmm. always. But I never saw myself as a writer. Mm -hmm. I was always so scared of words and like expressing myself. Again, like I feel like I mentioned this before. When I was really really young, I was really really shy, and mm -hmm. so. Doing this now, writing, I'm doing everything that I said I did yeah. not want to do. Oh, I feel that. And that's just so it's iconic so and so brilliant. Crazy. I love that. I feel like that's, at least for me, speaking yeah. about doing things that I either didn't like or things that challenged me. I just reflect about how I majored or in scared mathematics. Of. Yeah, or scared of. Also, you know how I was saying earlier, like I have an addiction to transition, but mm -hmm. I also have an addiction to challenges. Right. Um, and I think they go hand in hand. Oh, for sure. Um, it might have been honestly for my dad because anything we feared, he made us do. And mm -hmm. in a way, it sometimes came across as very strict and aggressive, but like now I'm I eat it up. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. when I when I see something Motivate that like makes me like, oh my God, like I could never do that. Mm -hmm. We're gonna do I'm gonna it do today. It. I'm gonna like, figure it out. I'm yeah. gonna find a way. So for sure, it, it, it's been a journey though. It never jumped to this moment. It mm -hmm. never jumped to writing. It yeah. took me behind scenes in college, like writing away and being in the writing center. Yeah, I was that chick in mm -hmm. the writing center before, and now I'm publishing. Now you're it's publishing making no sense, but it, I guess it's international sensing. magazines and platforms and interviewing iconic individuals oh in the fashion world. Like, it's, oh, it's beyond me. It's a dream. So happy for you. Thank you. Yeah, that's. Brilliant. But no, speaking about the challenges, I too have that same yeah. inclination where if I see something that I either wasn't good at or something that was challenging for me, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yay. I'm going to do right. this anyway. Let's right. go. Because right. I just want to prove to myself that I can do it. Right. That one. It's, it's part of that. I don't know if this, I'm sure there's some type of minority complex or just <laughs> so, like some sort of trauma complex where you just feel the need to like, oh, I'm going to do this in spite it's of nice. my deficiencies. Here we go. So let's get into it. Yeah. So I, Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was definitely that when I applied mathematics, when I got my major mm. in that. Because when I tell you, the math girlies will know this, but like a derivative is just the basic thing in, yeah. in calculus and math. Like, I could not take a derivative to mm. save my life. Mm. And so I was like, oh, okay, let's just major in math. Like, why not? Like, let's, let's just <laughs> go for it. it. So I still get it. it. Therefore, yeah. I'm going to do it. So And now you're genius. And, not genius. Ooh, I would not claim that because th those, those math girlies out there will be eating me up. But I'm <laughs> relatively all right. And numbers <laughs> don't scare me. Period. So, they don't scare you anymore. And that's part of the process, I think, yeah. with everything that we talk about. Yeah. But, ooh, another victory for me slash us mm -hmm. was, I mean, you see it up here, too. I think we have vogue somewhere yeah one of the magazines up there and me being a photographer i had one of my images that was featured in photo vogue and that was, that so was just woo! Yes. yeah like very Good excited concept. about that that was really such an incredible moment i was mm -hmm. so thrilled and overjoyed especially in your freelance career because he officially yeah. like made his decision to be a freelance i don't know when it was but yeah. you were like i'm ready to freelance this yeah i'm and but that's scary like because that literally means for those who aren't familiar with the freelance world i don't know what what's going to happen next i don't right. know when the client will come in that's and i don't know if they're going to commit i don't know if they're going to be professional it's just like a list of things that you have to deal right. with but to then be <laughs> yeah to be have that those? featured right because that's kind of your bread and butter which leads right. to other opportunities it's those publications that in some sense, offer you the support mm -hmm. and the encouragement and the, what's the other word that I'm looking for? Basically the assuredness from other people that, oh, okay, this person is a good photographer, like yeah. Vogue, 
co-signed your work. Exactly. So it's just those things that continue to allow you to secure other clients mm-hmm. that you need. Because like you were saying, you just don't know where your next paycheck is going to come from oftentimes, yeah. unless you get to a point which is the goal for any freelancer to have a steady rotation of clientele. But it takes time it to build really that. It really takes time. And I'm just grateful that that accolade was bestowed upon me and for yeah. me to be able to say this in my portfolio like I have an image in Photo Vogue right yay for me right That's beautiful yeah but I also want to highlight too in terms of my particular freelance career literally you know we already talked about how I quit my job in previous episodes of the after God podcast but there's positives and negatives to everything right like I love the choice that I've made to be a freelancer but it doesn't come without its negative connotations and negative issues, right? I'm the one, the sole proprietor person that is producing the work, that is reaching out to the clientele, that's extending myself to make sure that everything gets completed on time. And so all that pressure rests on me. I would have it no other way. I enjoy that environment. I thrive in it. But it's still not all I'm literally like seeing an illustration in my head right now of someone like holding a candle and like nearing the end of DC, like our candle was going out. And then we don't know where we're going, but then again, we're giving it like another flash, another lick. And mm. then so, but we're now in a different tunnel. Yeah. And so we're having to navigate the new, new challenges because it hasn't stopped. Like, yeah. even though we've had all these new highlights and these great things that have come from our work, yeah. there's now like these new challenges that we face. And to be honest, it feels like it's going to be another gap year. Gap year yeah, too. Come on, <laughs> let's get it. Cause I'm not going back to corporate. Not yet. At least no, I'm not to. anytime soon. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I was telling a girl reached out to me and I was emailing her back and she was like, so are you in corporate or are you not in corporate? And I was like, <laughs> I am on neither spectrum. Yeah. I, I fluctuate in between two right. as I so need to. But yeah. like, I realize now that I'm bringing something to the market that will eventually be in demand. Mm-hmm. And so with that, <laughs> y'all hear that? Listen clearly. Repeat that statement for the world. I'm bringing something to the market that will be in demand. With that. Yeah. yeah, truly, because... <laughs> It, so right now, it, you have no other choice but to bring that confidence. Right now, no, for real. Like you have no other option. <laughs> like again, I know you are somewhat in this area of going in between freelance and whatnot, but whatever. You have to bring that confidence. But to your I craft. didn't before, right. and so with that, I was always trying. I found myself trying to convince other people that my niche is needed, or like the things that I'm thinking and writing about are going to be needed in the near future. Yeah. Um, and so that's why another thing for the summer has been, I have quotes for summers and I also have them for years and stuff. And so my quote for this summer has been, I'm no longer trying to convince anyone. Mm. Um, so with that, every time I say that to myself, my chest literally releases mm. and I just do what my intuition is telling me to do. And so and with me not trying to convince anyone, people are starting to be convinced. Right. And it's very interesting yeah. how I'm seeing that unfold and me becoming even more comfortable and not worrying about convincing people of what I'm doing and what yeah. I'm up to is bringing in an attraction in, of, of its own. Yes. Um, so that's really, really cool. And now it's starting to come in the form of accolades for us. And mm-hmm. it, it's a beautiful thing, but we're still in the midst of our unknown journey and it's turning into gap year number two so now we can't even get away with oh we just graduated from college no No, now we're in it we're in it we're in we're in the work world we're trying to figure it out and Mm -hmm. yeah that journey we're just going to continue to share it but talk about like the not so beautiful things that we're tapping into right now i i know i have mine Mm -hmm. and i'm willing to share and be vulnerable but like so in the midst of like writing simultaneously it's not really the pay that I want. And mm. I, I want to be about, very that was my thought too. clear yeah. that this is not glamorous yeah. 
at all. Yeah. Um, so I'm yes, I'm doing my passion, but it's coming with the cost. Um, and it's coming with the cost in the paying section. And so I'm simultaneously having to take on other jobs while still doing other jobs that are like for research and stuff that's not paying me at all. And so my everyday is looking like a real hustle yeah. with very little income coming in. But it's like, I have to know that it's going to come in in the long haul. And mm -hmm. so that's something that's kind of really tough to navigate, especially in the creative industries and yeah. creative world is like, do I, you know, do it for free or not do it for free? But honestly, I'm learning the power of like showing up with a beautiful attitude and just having Ooh, fun yes. and figuring, like figuring out how to be, work. yeah, like what yeah. We, we've said it before, like being comfortable in the uncertainty and in the unknown and in the uncomfortable. And so I'm finding comfort doing little things like um, in the evening, I'm actually working at a grocery store. Yeah. yeah like hear me out. Yeah. Um, in the evening, I'm working at a grocery store. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not very, very revolutionary. Just not, 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 not. But store. it has yeah. its purpose in my life, and I know that it does, and I have confidence that it will be something that a storyline that I even depend upon in my future career. Yeah. Um. And so it's taking a lot right now, even to be telling this publicly to people. But I do hope that someone is listening and is like, "Oh, my retail job or my mm -hmm. working at Burger King is actually paying off." It is. I promise you, it is. And. I'm here to say, like, Keep it's nothing it. to be ashamed of. Nothing to be ashamed of. As yeah. well, because guess what? I'm still bringing that bread. I'm still bringing that money. I'm still yeah. holding myself to my responsibilities. Right. And again, I'm a millionaire in time. <laughs> I'm only 23. Right. I want to throw that out there. If, if you're 22, 23, 24, and you think you're 25, 26, keep going Just until 30, it. like, yeah. even 40, you still have so much time. And so the fact that I'm being what some may even consider at the bottom or on the ground. I'm seeing so much. My eyes are being so open to so many different people and to so many different ideas and thoughts. And I'm just incubating. Yeah. Incubating. Yeah. You're just base. waiting. You're just waiting. I'm waiting. For the moment. Right? And it's, it's happening. It's yeah. slowly. And, and you're, it's... you're being able to strike too mm -hmm. as well with the small wins and victories that we've shared right, right, right. previously. Yeah. True. You got to go down to go up sometimes, you know? That's the part. And that's the way I was going to summarize everything that you just said. You got to mm -hmm. go down to get up sometimes. And when you know that and when you're comfortable with that being the conclusion for why you're doing whatever type of work or whatever type of action that you're doing, you're going to be just fine. Yeah. And the same goes for me and what I'm doing. I mean, obviously the bills have to get paid in some way. Right. Obviously we're getting a break by living at home with mm -hmm. your mom and things like that. But obviously money still needs to come in so that there's right. the savings and things like that. And in terms of my freelance work, one of my current clients, I'm helping a lady basically market her book. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I looked at the pay grade that the client was offering, it wasn't something that excited me mm -hmm. initially because it was below what my normal rate would be for mm -hmm. the type of work that I'm doing and just for where I'm personally at and the other salaries that I've made previously. But something in my spirit just told me that also it was rooted in me just looking at the person offering the position and mm -hmm. me being excited about them and their work history mm -hmm. and saying to myself, oh, this is just someone that I want to know. Mm -hmm. So, okay, Robert, ignore the price tag associated with the job yeah. because you like the work that you would be doing. You know that this person seems like a really interesting human being that yeah. you just want to get to interact with. So like, why don't just go for it? Yeah. And so ultimately I did, I applied and the client decided to hire me and yeah, yeah, like literally wonderful mm -hmm. for me. So like you said, sometimes you got to go down to go up, but then also it's sometimes not even, I guess everything it's is about how you frame. Down. It's not even exactly. going down, right? Because I love what I'm doing and it's in some sense an act of service. That's somewhat the way that I internalize it too, because I am thrilled by every moment of working with this person and I get to see the victories too. And it was all orchestrated 
by me collaborating with this person and it's rooted again that's what the freelance world is all about it's about you taking ownership of the work and i always require that in any type of engagement that i'm doing i want to own something <laughs> and being able to say that this was produced we were able to book book events and author speeches for this individual to promote their book is just super exciting to say yeah. that two people were able to accomplish that yeah. with simple email messages to bookstores yeah. by phone calling individuals at independent bookshops it's just i love sometimes it sometimes seeing the simplicity in things help you understand the complexity of things mm. like i'm i'm so serious i'm learning so many of like the basic things at the grocery yeah. store but when i tell you right. i'm seeing things and i'm observing things in what the solution I, is simple. Yeah, oftentimes you realize to a that complex everything else issue. is really quite simple. I'm yeah. understanding trade. Yeah, I studied trade in college, and so for me to be at a grocery store is pretty ironic. Yeah, um, so that's where it happens. That's I'm the front lines of yeah, where trade is taking came place. Through with the whole list of things that we're running out of in China and so forth, and so I'm my ears at the ground. Yeah, and at the ground you can hear a lot of things, and there's so right. much power in that. If so, you're willing to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. within our ups, we also have our downs, and I think it's a balance to have both in your life and. It doesn't even have to even translate in career. Your down could be your act of service. Like you were saying, it's very essential yeah. that you that you keep that source of service in your life because mm. then we we get the cloud. We get the cloud, the yeah. girls, the gals, the men who are Whoever. up in cloud nine and who just like they, they their perspective is looking down on people. Yeah. And that so isn't the way up. that you should try to so, obtain yeah, success. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's when you, success. I mean, character wise, that's when it all also falls apart as well. Right. Whether you realize it or not, even if you come in as like a beautiful, great, grand person and then like you get swapped into only corporate world and only staying in that one bubble and mm -hmm. not really getting outside of yourself and going out for someone, doing something for someone else without, yeah. you know, necessarily always having that constant hunger mode for more, more, more promotion, mm -hmm. promotion, promotion, right. next level, next level. You start to, honestly, you turn hungry. It turns into, you know, I, I don't know how to get there, but it turns into a character that's not that interesting to yeah. me. To mm -hmm. me. To me. Right. You become diluted a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, conversations. Like yeah. I can predict you. Mm hmm. Right. And I that's can no fun. I predict fine. you. Yeah. And if you come, <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> I become predictable. I bet. Look at the camera. Like, like I, that. That's no I fun. I won't say any more there. <laughs> you going in. Yeah. But I mean, if you become predictable, then there's, what, you have no dimension. Then that's when that you point. become streamlined. Yeah. And that's when, when you become you malleable. When you become replaceable and malleable. That one. And you don't want that. Danger. Right? So yeah. even for the corporate baddies, like, it applies keep to that in mind. Yeah. Keep that in mind, sis. You don't want to become that. No. So <laughs> what's one thing that you're looking forward to this season, friend? In terms of the season, in terms of where we're at. For the After God podcast. For the After God podcast or for you individually, which is one thing that you're looking forward to as we embark on the rest of this 2022, as we enter into 2023? What's one thing? I'm looking forward to my level up mentally to begin happening in my reality. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah, like there's some bougie things I want. There's some, <laughs> right. There's, there's some experiences some that you want to have. Yeah. yeah, there's some experiences that I want to have. And there's also some things that I just want off my chest. Like it can be, and it's not even that bougie, honestly, like a nice apartment to myself. Oh my God, I, don't think I'm, I don't think I'm being out of pocket for that. But I understand no. like, you know, the world and economics is not really on our side right now. But I am looking forward to when it is yeah. and when I can be able to get everything that I really, really, truly want um yeah. and i'm 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wonderful. I mean, I was... but I know it's going to take time. So therefore, I'm not really looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to anything. If I, Can I really answer your question? Sure. Please be I'm truthful. I'm honestly no longer looking forward to anything because I'm so... this Again, like I said, this summer has been so focused on meditation that I don't really answer those questions. I try not to answer those, those questions anymore because I'm so elated about my present. Mm. I'm looking forward to constantly being happy yeah. where I'm at. Um, and I don't mean to sound like some philosophical, like, oh, nothing matters, da, 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 but no, like really on some real stuff, like I'm not looking forward to anything because everything is constantly being given to me and everything that I need for the moment in my present. Mm -hmm. But you know, I do want an apartment, okay? Yeah, you like, want an apartment, you want your own space, don't we all? Like yeah, that's what we're fighting for, that's yeah. what we're trying to get to. Exactly, and I know that that will by nature come in time. Yeah, Yeah. wonderful answer. I mean, I want all you? those things too. I was listening to your answer and I was trying to figure mm. out, okay, I asked the question, like, what what do I want? What am I looking forward to and i think i really like what you said mm. about translating the mental to the personal reality yeah but i think what i want most of all i think i want consistency mm. to be honest yeah. it took me a second to get there i was like okay the job is here but it's not necessarily the work that i want to be doing right like if i'm being entirely transparent i mean i want more photography work and i want that to be consistent and i want the clients to be rolling in but that's not a reality right now i'm doing work that is interesting to me and i'm meeting interesting people yeah. generally speaking but it's not happening to the degree and frequency that i know will happen in the future but isn't happening mm -hmm. currently so i would love consistency i feel like we're in this period right now where we're building like we're building this aftergrad podcast we're building our own careers on the side and with that routines get out of alignment a lot, at least for me. Mm -hmm. So there's days where I don't make it to the gym. Okay, well, that's fine. I know why I'm missing the gym because I have to be here for the After God podcast or okay, a client called, they need additional work. So let me go ahead and make sure that they get what they need because that's what I do as a freelancer. I have a follow-up question then okay, because I know please. you're a Pisces. I'm a my, Pisces. Yeah, my very sister's emotional. a Pisces. Mm -hmm. And so when, when you say consistency, are you like specifically getting into ritual mm -hmm. or like things like your schedule, right? Being consistent? Yeah. Do you tend to, as a Pisces, like sacrifice a lot for other people? Oh, 100%. That's my nature. And does that put you at risk of like being consistent or finding that consistency that you so desire? To a detriment. Mm. Yeah. Every time, every time. I'm hold you to it then. Yeah, hold me to it, be please. Be selfish. Be selfish. I, that's another episode. What I'm working We're going to talk on that. Yeah, I mean, that goes hand in hand with like be delusional. But no, you're totally right. I need to be more selfish. Yeah. We don't mean it in like a spiteful way. But at all. It is, that's something else we need to unlearn is, okay, you know it's what my okay mom to love yourself. <laughs> that one, but like my mom did tell me this, so I should bring it to the mm -hmm. table. Because I used to think that people, not people, my sisters, let me be very specific. Mm -hmm. They would, I would do things that I would say no to things that I wasn't for yeah. because I liked consistency. Mm -hmm. I'm an earth sign, so I like being grounded. Yep. And so if it meant me not being grounded, it was a no. Um, but sometimes it would translate as being selfish. So like my sisters would say that and that word, the connotation to that word hurt me. Mm -hmm. And so I would cry and I would be like, mom, like they're calling me selfish. Um, and she said, you're not selfish, you're self-aware. Mm -hmm. And so like she said, start changing that language, yeah. right? Or figuring out a different connotation to the word selfish right. because it's actually something that can look out for yourself because right. nobody out here in the real no world one. is right. looking out for you. At all, at all. So you have to be that person. You have to be that individual. Unless you find people like you and I who are going to look out for one another. But that, unfortunately, is difficult to come by mm -hmm. oftentimes. So when you're in the thick of it, 
by yourself and you're alone, you're right. I need to be more selfish. And I'm working on it. I have gotten better. Like if you asked me that when we first started the After God podcast, that would have definitely been something mm -hmm. that I would have highlighted. Like I'm very selfless, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I'm slow and I'm still always going to be selfless. Yeah. But I am working on being more consistent and having more consistency by way of being a tad bit more mm -hmm. selfish in moments where it's to no detriment to the right. other people I'm surrounding myself yeah. with. It's just about loving me and I have self-love, but deciding that no, in this moment, I'm gonna prioritize me because by doing that, I'm not hurting anybody else. Right. Everything else will still move. Right. Everything else will survive. Everything else will go on. So I'm just gonna choose me that in that cool. moment. In, so yeah, ex rightly, rightly so in that moment. Yeah, like take it with the grain of salt deeps as you're watching this. I'll be like, oh, these <laughs> yeah. are selfish. No, 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 no. We just know when to. Learning that. Yeah, we practice. are. And you kind of have to, the sooner the better because right. you don't want to come out on the, I'm hearing, this is me hearing stories because I, I also want to say the summer has been a moment for me to listen, mm -hmm. listen to my elders and listen to those who have come before me. Mm -hmm. And as I sit at their feet and I hear that comes up that, that they wish that they would have taken what was theirs or like acted on what was theirs, mm. you know, or um, in certain instances, put themselves first. Yeah. Um, and so from this yes. summer, I've gotten a grasp that like, it's not an ugly thing yeah. and it's deemed ugly, especially in the women women realm um i, I want to say that yeah. but yeah there so. was an instagram video i mean okay we're trying to close out so that we can shift into our next segment right but i just want to finalize this thought because it just made me think of this instagram post where it was this black woman and i think you might have been the one to send it to me but she just said i wish my parents didn't sacrifice things mm, yeah, in light of me, me. <laughs> that was you yeah you said that to me and that just made me think about that and i was like ooh. okay yeah that's a word mm -hmm. i wish my parents didn't make sacrifices mm -hmm. So for me mm -hmm. in certain moments mm -hmm. that's a paraphrase but i was just thinking about that and i'm like yeah i know you're totally right because i i look at you and i'm thinking you're so talented you're mm -hmm. so legendary mm -hmm. you're so iconic and no one knows but me right and i hate that mm -hmm. and i hate that mm -hmm. because i know what you offer me and you offer the people that are in your sphere of influence right but i know what you could be offering to other people because i've seen your work and that I've pent seen how up energy gets passed down generationally, it, generationally I, yes. that's that's why we also need to make sure to be selfish in who you want to be in this world mm -hmm. because you don't want to have a baby and be putting everything mm. that's pent up in you onto yeah. them and that i'm thinking for my future as well in terms of cheering <laughs> long time coming yeah. but i don't want to be that mom that would living through my kids right. uh, no yeah. never that mm -mm. okay well those are the things that we're going to be working on that's a little bit of a summer reflection yeah. for us and you know we long probably will have long time coming i mean it's been a minute but yeah trying to fit the whole summer into one hour i think we we did that. we did a pretty good all drive right like, like we could have done better i mean there was other things that happened but mm. we'll just have to say that for another episode yeah I we think. have so much more to reference and to pull upon as yeah. the seasons and episodes to come sure so. let's hop into post thoughts yeah So in this segment of post thoughts, we're actually going to be evaluating something that we posted because we want to normalize that we constantly analyze the things that we put out there because it's crucial that we make sure it's either one relevant to today or no longer relevant to us at all. Or maybe our thoughts and 
ideas behind the thing that we posted has further changed. And we want to normalize that here because we don't want that cancel culture. Okay. We're not about that. And so some things that we said back then, we might not stand necessarily behind today. Right. And that's what this segment is about today. And it goes hand in hand with our unlearned newsletter as well, which is basically the theme, just making sure we're keeping ourselves in check Mm -hmm. and always interrogating anything that we're consuming, any Mm -hmm. piece of content, any music, any opinion, thought, idea Mm -hmm. from anybody. So we thought today it would be interesting to self-check ourselves and just see if we agree and stand beside everything that we mentioned or a specific comment that we mentioned in season one of the Aftergrad podcast. Yeah. And typically the theme is surrounded by the postgraduate thoughts and thinking. I do want to put that out there. The theme is surrounded by our postgraduate thoughts. Postgraduate thoughts. Post thoughts. thoughts. Good. So let's dive in. I think we wanted to talk about, if you haven't listened to it already, definitely go check it out. It's our second episode. It's where we talk about and promote this idea of building your own life and writing your own syllabus, Mm. which is basically kind of intuitive based on the title. But to give you more context, it's this idea that you're going to be in various moments, either in university or when you're in the school of life, like we're navigating now or Mm -hmm. postgraduate life. And there's going to be assignments or tasks or responsibilities that you have to embark on, but there might be moments that you have to tailor those assignments or interject your own personality or flair or style or to those. Or simply cut. Or cut that too, right? Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. You have all these opportunities and options to select from and you have to decide, how am I going to make this unique to me? Because there's all of these different roles that we can play or responsibilities that we can assume, Mm -hmm. right? But at the end of the day, we're unique individuals and we have the right to select and choose how we want to showcase Mm -hmm. ourselves and our skill sets and our talents in these moments. So I don't mean to drag this out, but you are really the professor of yourself now. Hello. Um, So with that being said, do we stand beside, you know, writing your own syllabus still? Do we still believe in like giving ourselves a allotted amount of quote unquote, classes for ourselves, things to dive into, things to further develop, to read, to learn in this aftergrad life? Yeah. For me, it's an absolute yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's why it was the second episode yeah. of the show and of season one, because that was A, where we were at. We were so close to the university life. So we thought, okay, that would be a really interesting way to talk about this type of idea. Mm-hmm. But then also being in the moment too, you just recognize you're on your own schedule, you're on your own time, and you have to find the ways to keep learning and to keep that growth going because no one's going to be there. You're not going to have a professor and you might sometimes not even have your friends Mm -hmm. around you saying, okay, this is what I'm learning, but you have to find ways to say, okay, I mean, look at all these books that we have here. These are things that interest us, Mm -hmm. right? And you have to constantly curate that environment for yourself by setting timelines and timeframes for, okay, when am I going to engage in this? And it's not easy too, because the beautiful thing about being in university is that structure. But after that happens and you graduate, where is it? Where is it? It just goes immediately. Look, and when we were thinking about this concept and drafting it up for the podcast last year, it was more of a theory. Like we were just like, okay, yeah, like you could write your own syllabus now, but now I stand beside it. Literally and figuratively. mm -hmm, One of the books that we read this summer, actually, it mentioned and it's so beyond its time. And it was saying that our generation looks a lot different from the last in the workforce in terms of what learning looks like. It's our jobs now, we will continually have to keep learning. And so now a lot of companies and job forces are inserting certificates Mm -hmm. and new little mini degrees within their programs 
so that you can continue to learn. So right. for those of you who are like turned off by this idea of continuing to learn after graduating, I'm sorry, boo, but whew, get with it. Internalize it now because it, it's just it, not going to change. It, yeah, it's inevitable. It's, we are here. Things are. It's really technology that's pushing it forward. Yeah. That's making us learn things at such a faster rate that we have to continue learning. It's no longer that the bachelor degree stops and that you depend on everything that you learn from that bachelor's degree because by next week there's something else invented and there's needs to be new shifts within the company in order to pivot and for them to continue their capital yeah right like right. and you need to make sure that you're continuing unfortunately but that's the way that we operate under capitalism but you have to continue to offer value and exactly. if you're no longer valuable you're out. you're out you're the door the door right goodbye so, exactly right so, so you have to make sure that you're valuable mm -hmm, in a sense and you mm -hmm. can only do that by reading and learning and continuing to stay engaged exactly. by building your literal and figurative syllabus right. right and then we have the baddies out there who they want to keep learning but they are overwhelmed i'm sometimes this person they're overwhelmed by how much there is to learn and so they start to kind of like that they, me they get so like get, getting so scared about how much there is to learn that you yeah. freak out and you end up just being stagnant yeah. in what you want to be learning and so that's why writing your own syllabus i stand her like i to this day i'm giving myself five things that i focus mm -hmm. on and then there's a poet i'm sorry another pivot then there's, there's the people who have way too much yeah on their plate right. and now and that you was sound, us yeah initially back when we recorded that episode a little bit i mean we had to you're right no yeah things. we had to cut we, had to we cut did have to make some cuts yeah yeah and we yeah i love having a friend to hold you accountable that's yeah. another element to it all is like once you write your syllabus have someone have someone look it over, right? Every syllabi that we looked at when we were in exactly. college, it was reviewed and by they'll a few tell people. You, uh, this is too much. Yeah, I would. Yeah, you know. can't complete all this. Not exactly. in this semester, maybe exactly. we're all like, because then you end up not. On. It's going to be incomplete on yeah. all of your assignments, oh, and then what? You failed the class. Not cute. And then you got to retake the courses. Oh. Baby. And now you're looking crazy because you set back and your exactly. other girlies have pushed forward and then you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I catch up? And you're sprinting and now you're taking seven classes, you're overloading and then you just drop everything. Uh-uh, <laughs> no. Drop Slow ship. and steady wins, wins the, the race. race. So that's why you got to lay out your syllabus every time. Every so we time. stick beside it. Yeah, keeping myself to four things. And even when the next set of four things are coming into play, sometimes I get above myself and I'm like, let me start it now. Yeah. Nope. No, nope. Hold. Wait till next year. Wait till December. Because yeah. you want to stay consistent with these things and you yeah. want to get that A plus, babes. Yeah. So, yeah. Incorporate those breaks, too. I mean, that's why y'all didn't see us for a few months, too. And just as you have breaks when you're in university and you're on campus, incorporate those breaks into your syllabus exactly. that you're creating. Fall break. Lit fall break, spring break, summer break. Just incorporate it because you can't mm -hmm. keep grinding continuously yeah. without a break like mm -hmm. that's just impossible so right. you need to have those moments where you're resting and yeah. you're recharging and you come back mm -hmm. ready for new learnings mm -hmm. and maybe one year will come around and we won't necessarily really stand behind writing your own syllabus because by then the transition this is just i feel like is a beautiful formula for transition season right you don't want to just abruptly move into something else and something unknown because that that's what makes it awkward in the first place. That's what makes the aftergrad moment so unspoken of because it's so different and vast for everyone. And it's a shock and everybody wants to go into their homes and just not mention it and don't talk about it. And then we don't know about yeah. it. And then we're in it and we're like, right. Like, you know, why did no one say nothing? Like, I just wanted to know what was good. Like, <laughs> what was T? You could have warned me. You could have warned me. That's really where I'm at, too. I just want to know, like, why didn't y'all warn us? Why didn't y'all warn us? Exactly. Like, where was the right. warning? I don't know. But without fair warning with the syllabus, that's something that we do know. And yeah. that's something we are used to. So now we've seen a syllabus enough. Write your own. Write your own. I'm so for it. Okay. Yeah. That's that. 
So let us know how writing your own syllabus goes for you all. Mm -hmm. It's going really well for us, mm -hmm. I think, in this moment. And I'm actually in the process of rewriting mine for this current season that I'm about to embark on. Yeah. Right. Because I learned so much over the summer. So now it's that moment where I need to, okay, I'm doing the After Gap podcast, but then I have my other things that I'm doing individually. Yeah. So things we're are having get to cut. To things are having to get shifted again. Oh, very much so. Yeah. And that goes back to the point I was making about the consistency. So I need to acknowledge that it's that time to rewrite so that I can then interlock into that consistency. All right, Aftergrads, that's it for our first episode back for season two of the Aftergrad podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Aftergrad podcast. Mm -hmm. If you enjoyed our visual version or our audio, make sure to subscribe so you can be notified of our latest releases. And we would really appreciate a five-star review on either platform. It helps us grow this community of Aftergrads. And we're still trying to hear from you all for our Aftergrad case study submission segment. So definitely share your confessions, your questions, your life situations with us via that form as well you heard us mention earlier about our newsletter subscribe to and learn where you can stay updated with some of the content that we're consuming as well as some of the ideas that are floating around in our minds and that's, that's it yeah that's the aftergrad podcast episode <laughs> one of season two it was so much fun and we will return soon we'll see you in two weeks okay bye Fun. yeah okay. how do you feel getting back into it oh it feels really good i yeah. mean it's been a little bit i'm very happy to be back yeah. i'm very happy to be in a new city i'm excited for this journey yeah. part two that we're i'm really proud on. of the upgrades that we were able to get so that we can elevate this experience yes. for aftergrads because honestly that was really laid on my heart as like throughout this year is elevating it but with that it just seems different it, it just, feels different it feels, it feels different. like a full production i mean that goes into a topic that we can get into later, but just going ahead with executing a vision. Yeah. To, true, because like this is what in some sense was in our head mm -hmm. when we were starting the After mm -hmm. podcast. I mean, this is a representation yeah. of us and it's just beautiful that it's now here right. full circle after one year. Mm -hmm. And though like we have the look of a polished production now, I just want to really emphasize and love that our conversations stay genuine. Yes. Like, uh, you we're can't. always ah, going to keep that I love and maintain that. that. It, it really makes me happy to come here. Again, it's Every like time. therapy. It's so therapeutic. Yeah. I mean, that's the way that I'm treating our show is literally it's like a diary or journal entry mm -hmm. for me every single time we mm -hmm. sit into the mic.